You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And this evening I'm speaking to Rand Swiss's Viv Govender. Viv, very quiet on the corporate front in South Africa this week, but we've had a few interesting bits of information, and I know you all have been uh, studying these bits quite closely because the first one was the US inflation data then there was some growth forecast from the International Monetary Fund and now I'm looking at the US dollar coming under huge pressure and the rand rallying 1.6% it's not a seismic shift in recent trends but there's something bubbling under there and I, I think the value of the US dollar which is still the world's reserve currency lest we forget I think it could be terribly impactful for financial professionals like yourself almost well, certainly look I mean What's happened is we've got these reasonably good uh, numbers from uh, the U.S. recently uh, in terms of like, you know, uh, the first the CPI number came in basically a bit better than, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, not a bit better, but as expected, the PPI came in significantly better than expected. Uh, and that indicates the U.S. economy right now is probably in a, in a, in a very uh, advantageous position when it comes to inflation. Uh, which means also that the U.S. Fed is going to have more freedom to cut interest rates or at least pause them reasonably soon, uh, which means that, uh, you know, good for the U.S. in terms of economic growth, et cetera, et cetera, and also good for the rest of the world, especially emerging markets, which have been really cut down by these high interest rates. Let me tell you that. Yeah, they've been the most vulnerable. I mean, when there's favorable conditions, uh, they tend to do better than developed world markets, which are more um, more liquid and therefore more participants. So there's more buyers and sellers. But uh, when it comes to emerging markets, they tend to exaggerate the moves, which is what the RAND is doing at the moment. I got the RAND at 1807. It was 1862 on at the end of last week. And now it's suddenly rallied to 1807. It's a 1.7% rally for the rand against the US dollar, or 1.7% fall for the dollar, rather. Let's put it that way around. And yet the uh, euro is only up 0.6% against the dollar. So the rand has embraced this beautifully. And yeah, and the market seemed to like it. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, it's, 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 we had a, a pretty hectic, you know, day. I mean, but the rand has been strengthening pretty much since the morning. So we came into the day at about 1840. And pretty much even before the number came out, we were about, uh, you know, around about, say, 1820 or so, even before that number came out. Uh, so the round has weakened, uh, slowly centered quite nicely. It could be the fact that we saw the CPI number come out. It could be the fact that you know, the U.S. Uh, Fed yesterday talked about a recession, which means that it's less likely to be raising interest rates, uh, you know, because of that. Uh, yeah, but the one thing we've got to concern ourselves about as well is that we're back to level six load shading. And uh, I've noticed a pattern, uh, you know, if you look at the, if you put the load shedding levels over the uh, brown dollar level, uh, you do tend to find that there is a bit of correlation there. Uh, when, you know, we have load shedding increasing in terms of thing, uh, in terms of like the levels, you do find that like in a few days, the round tends to weaken uh, and the reverse happens as well. Because of course, you know, you, load shedding, you can't produce, you are in trouble, you have to import more diesel, that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think that that is something to be worried about. The fact that we had, what was it, like a month? From the end of uh, the start of March till now, which is basically the middle of April, we've had a brief period, a very brief period, where we had lower the double load shedding, you know, ones and twos for a couple of weeks, and like you know, twos and threes. But now we're back to the fives and sixes, in fact. So that's nothing to worry about. I was talking to another commentator before I, before we we started this conversation, and he said, "Look, uh, he's in the north of Johannesburg." Um, and he said, uh, we've got, I've had load shedding. Yesterday, he had load shedding between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. And then 
there was a two hour break and then it started again and went from 12 to 4 a.m. from from midnight to 4 a.m. and he said I couldn't charge my I can't remember what you call it when you you've got a facility to um uh, to sort of bypass exactly. yeah exactly. It, exactly and he says it's just it's just it's just ridiculous I mean he's very he was, he's very philosophical about it and he's used to it now but how does a, a, a restaurant uh, at that time of night, six till ten p.m. How does a restaurant work there? I mean, it's a small business, I know, but that's the, that's the basis of an economy. Small businesses like that—it's extraordinary. No wonder the forecasts for growth are virtually zero for next year or this year as well. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, quite frankly, I've, 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 I've pointed this out like a, a couple of times before. It's it's the uh, Businesses that are making money, okay, if you have some money, and that applies to individuals as well, you know, uh, if you have a bit of money, what you do is you set up your inverter and you set up the, and you go off the main if you have to, but then you have a backup, you buy a generator and you just basically power the, gen the, the battery and the inverter off your generator if, you know, there's no main power. And quite frankly, you know, in the last two or three months, I've seen a lot of places that were previously closed with this load shedding, now having signs up says, we have a generator, we're not affected by load shedding. And... You know, if a business has a bit of free cash, it has to do that. Otherwise, it's effectively, like you said, a case of, you know, committing suicide. You, you, your business is not going to survive if you have to rely on the main system. Uh, and you don't have, you know, not just that one backup of having your, your battery and whatnot, but also having like a, a generator on top of that, you know, solar on top of that. Uh, that's what you need to actually do in South Africa. You've got to have backup systems to backup systems in order to survive at the moment. But quite frankly, the uh, the number of firms that I've seen do that, not just the restaurants and whatnot, but, you know, small operations, businesses and so on, it, it's just a fact of life uh, at the moment. If you have a functional you know, business that makes enough money, you have to do this. And the, the generators you speak of are diesel powered. Is that correct? Diesel and petrol. Uh, the I mean, look. I mean, I think Saturday came out with a report this week that said that they're seeing the average uh, home solar installation of about one hundred seventy thousand runs. One hundred fifty thousand runs is the average home solar installation. Uh, you know, th that is not a small amount of money in South Africa. You know what I mean? But it's but it's doable if you are earning a significant income. Uh, you know. Uh, it's going to be, you know, obviously something most people have got to take off for the for the home loan. As you can add on to your home loan, uh, but it is something that I think uh, most people that can afford to are having to do. Uh, you know, what what about the availability and the price of diesel and, and, and petrol though? Because there's been issues with the amount of diesel that is available for the generators, because obviously generators have been in high demand, and even Eskom has to use gen generators at certain at certain times, um, to diesel for its generators. Well, is, is that an issue as well, supply? I've never found that to be an issue. I mean, uh, I got a petrol one, mm. uh, but I've never found that to be an issue. Uh, it's a small one. It's a small household. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to run a business here. So probably if you're running a business, you probably want to have a, uh, you know, a more a, a diesel one that's probably a bit more, you know, cost efficient and so on. But I have solar and I have a backup. I don't use the diesel, the generator. So when it's absolutely necessary when you have, you know, uh, everything down, like your friend had last night where you had basically eight hours, the you know, split between the, with a two hour break in between, which wasn't going to be enough. Uh, but if you have, uh, you know, obviously as well, a regular generator at night is, is very loud and you've got to have very understanding neighbors to do it. Uh, <laughs> let me show you that. <laughs> but generally, uh, solar, your inverter, your batteries get you through most things. So long as you don't have, you know, uh, the, the, it raining or and the power off for like say eight hours of the day, um, you tend to be fine. 
But if it is raining and you do have power off for most of the day, then you've got to, you know, work around these things that get your, your generator up and running because, you know, petrol is expensive and you don't want to be using it unless you have to. Mm. Things relative, it's not as expensive as it is in Europe. But um, the um, <laughs> you don't these things. <laughs> I want to have a look at the. Uh, I want to have a look at the markets now because I need you. Uh, I'm going to give you the top five on my screen on the JSC Securities okay. Exchange today. Okay, Northern up nearly six percent. DRD Gold up nearly six percent. Impala Platinum four point two percent higher. Sibanyu Stillwater up four point two percent, and Anglo American Platinum up three and a half percent. The same person that was moaning about load shedding about two months ago said i said to him you know your institution what is it doing at the moment he said we're just starting to go into commodities and we're starting with platinums this is an interesting move because the rand is 1.7 percent better today and yet the the miners are shooting the lights out viv is this people just positioning themselves because the future is going to be about commodities and because the world is going to be a better place economically because of uh, interest rates having nearly peaked? What is your view on this thing? Well, I think interest rates really peaking uh, obviously makes inflation more of an issue. And that's obviously going to be uh, a thing because demands will come back before you know, inflation is, you know, uh, you're fully solved. I mean, the thing is that it's, it's like, you know, dieting, you know, you can lose the first, if you're massively overweight, you know, you can probably use the first, like, you know, tens of pounds or tens of kgs easily, but getting yourself back down to the six pack, you know, where you basically, you know, mm. you have the six pack available. That's going to take a lot more effort. You know what I mean? The last five, 10 kgs is going to be a lot more effort. And the same things that happened here with inflation, getting down from nine to like five and a half, not as difficult to get it from five and a half down to two. Uh, too big the the six pack level, uh, so I do think that's 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 what the market's kind of looking at at the moment. Uh, yeah, we saw uh, it's the gold price as well, close to two hundred two thousand and forty dollars an ounce. I mean, like uh, what was it? Two months ago, we were down at a thousand nine hundred. So it is obviously, uh, you know. Uh, no, 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 no. We were nearly there. we were nearly breaking eighteen hundred on the downside on 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 gold because I watch it obviously on a, on a daily basis. But yeah, this is, and I don't yeah. know what the recent high was. The the multi year high, I think. Um, Maybe two, three years ago was something like twenty one fifty, maybe even closer to twenty two hundred, and it's 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 honing in on that, um, homing in rather on that sort of level again. People are going for this thing. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I, I could see like you know about two, three years ago, so it was it was close to. I mean, we we pretty much almost at the at the high again. I mean, mm -hmm. above two thousand, but we've had very. I mean, we, I think we've broken it twice in the last few years, and we haven't been able to stay above it here. So let's just see if we can this time around. But yeah, the gold price is up. The platinum price is up about 3% today as well. So that's obviously another uh, thing to look at as, in terms of that. We had mining production figures for South Africa out today as well. Uh, you saw uh, overall down. Uh, I think it's the 13th, but it's fallen. Uh, iron ore, nice surprise upside, over 30% up. But uh, diamonds were down 45%. And coal was down about 12% or so. Uh, it, it's 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 really a bit of a mixed picture that 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 side here, uh, but I do recall if you look at uh, it was a couple of months ago, I think it was about a month ago or so maybe we had Kumba Iron Ore numbers coming out uh, and they talked about the fact that they they are being affected now by the rail system because they can't transport out of the mines too much and it's causing a backlog in their systems. Uh, so yeah, even though we are producing the iron ore quite nicely. Uh, there is difficulty, uh, you know, with, with our uh, rail infrastructure at the moment. Uh, you know, getting things out. Yeah, 
So it's an interesting big, big speech that I think at the moment, quite frankly. Very interesting indeed. Um, okay, let's have a look at the um, closing indices on the JSE Securities Exchange. It's been a good day. As I said, the resources have come to the fore. Uh, resources 10 index up 1.1%. Industrial 25 index after a torrid day yesterday with process and NASPERS coming down uh, quite precipitously. 1.5% uh, up. Financials, yeah, they've spoilt it a bit by falling 0.6%. And the top 40 index, 72,715. Uh, forgive me if this is um, inaccurate because the final auction numbers haven't yet come in. But anyway, up just over 1% and up just under 1% is the all share itself, 78,489. We're almost in May. We're mm -hmm. A couple of weeks we're in May. Is it sell in May and go away? Or do we embrace this uh, uh, sort of rally that has been... Yeah, you know, has has come to the fore today. Look, uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, I, I don't think any of those 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 old patterns work anymore. Quite frankly, I agree. Sell it me and go away, or you know, uh, those kind of things. You know, because people are off for the, on the holidays with their kids and they're not going to be trading and whatnot. Uh, I think those things they, they've kind of faded away. The market at the moment is far too volatile. Far too many things are happening. I mean, who knows what the news event in the next day, what month is going to be like. You know, uh, there's, there's, there's the, the ongoing tensions with the Taiwan and uh, China. I don't know if you saw that happening recently, uh, that no-fly zone, et cetera, created. Uh, I don't know if you've obviously seen uh, that leaked report from the U.S. about uh, Ukraine and Russia, talking about the fact that Ukraine is out of, uh, you know, air defenses at the moment, and that might be a problem. Uh, obviously, you know, every single, uh, you know, non-farm payroll and every single CPI number at the moment is enough to change the market direction for a month or so. Uh, and that's just the things that we have on this on the on the thing at the moment. We don't even know what the the next particular you know event is going to be like. But yeah, no, it's it's far too volatile for us to just say take a a break for a few months to come back and look at what's happening. Quite right. Let's have a look at commodities before I let you go, uh, Viv. Uh, gold price uh, two thousand and thirty eight up uh, twenty seven dollars an ounce. Platinum up fifty seven dollars an ounce to ten fifty eight. That's nearly six percent. Palladium uh, more muted, but still up. Uh, just over a percent to 1460 um and looking at oil let's have a look at oil now the oil price is eluding me so i'll go straight to the capital markets while it reloads i know there's the oil price 87.13 87.13 for brent crude oil 83.25 for the west texas both down just very very slightly natural gas prices have fallen by two and a half percent s p 500 futures at the moment yeah on their highs 41.44, up just over 0.6%. Uh, Bitcoin, another risk asset. It's had a terrific time of late. Uh, 30,300-odd, up another uh, 1%. And yeah, uh, the US 10-year Treasury bond yield, 3.42%. And South African 10-year bond uh, closed at, just closing now, at 9.89%. I hope there's more corporate news for us to chat about with uh, David next week, um, Viv. But thank you for your time this evening. Have a great weekend. That's Viv Govender from Rand Swiss in Johannesburg. And that was the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.